Welcome to the Brian Kane Peak Performance Podcast. On each and every episode, Brian talks with coaches, athletes, and performers in all arenas who are putting into practice the principles of peak performance that will help you close the gap from where you are to where you want to be, to help you become a master of the mental game, and to help you start dominating the day. Brian Kane, your peak performance coach here with the Brian Kane Peak Performance Podcast. And today our guest is Mark Doran, better known around the world and in baseball and softball circles by one name, Dorney. Dorney was a 1983 Major League Baseball first round draft pick, 23rd overall by the California Angels. He came to them out of the University of Wisconsin, where he was a two-sport athlete in baseball and football, played quarterback, defensive back, kicker, and punter for the Badgers football team. Dorney, appreciate you making time out of your busy schedule to sit down and talk with us here on the podcast, man. Thanks for joining us. Oh, I love it, man. It's fun. If you would, Dorney, let's let's go back and, and talk about, you know, for you as a player at, at Wisconsin, two sports, and then in Major League Baseball, what was the mental game for you? Well, the mental game for me was simplifying everything and, and actually quieting the game down. Um, you know, playing for the Badgers in, in football, you know, heck, we're 85,000 fans every game and screaming, noisy, great place to play, and then you go into big house and you're playing in places like that. And I think that really prepared me for baseball. Because, uh, you know, being a, being a field goal kicker, there's a lot of pressure on you at times. And there's a lot of crowd noise and a lot of craziness going on. And I think I was really able to just shut things down and focus on things. I can remember a lot of times when I was kicking, you know, big kicks we, against Michigan. We beat, we upset Michigan. They were number one in the country in 1981. Mm-hmm. And uh, kicked a field goal. And it was a, it was a key point in the game. It was a you know, tie ball game and kicked a field goal. And, and it was like... Everything was really, really loud, and, and then all of a sudden, it was quiet, and all I could hear was our holder, look back, are you ready? And I nodded my head, and I heard him you know, yell to the line, ready, and, and, and before that, I couldn't even hear anything. But I think I was so tuned in, I just got so focused, and, and, and it was kind of a calming situation. I just fell into like practice mode, like we did this in practice all the time, and, and that's what happened. It just fell right into place. So if you go back as a place kicker now, this, this is this is 2015. You're kicking in 1980 80 to 83. Can you go back and clearly describe what you did as your routine? Well, my routine was I, I made sure that I kicked about four or five balls into the net, you know, before I walked out on the field. And uh, really, uh, I, I'd get to the sideline, and I didn't want anybody around me or anything. And I got down to the end of the of the you know the players box you know that they have on the sidelines and I just stood there by myself and I and I and I really visualized myself kicking it you know and it was something that you know you kind of go back to when you were a kid and right across the street from my house I had the high school football fields and so I would go over there and kick field goals when I was you know in fifth sixth seventh eighth grade and through high school and everything else and and it's kind of like you know it's five four three two one boom yeah he makes it on go nuts and run around the field and everything else and and that was kind of how i kind of it was like i'm living now i'm living what i did when i was a little kid and you kind of fall back in those kiddie days you know and that's one thing that i think kids don't do nowadays because they have so much video stimulation and everything they don't have that you know that that where they're out in their backyard shooting baskets or something like that and and then they don't have anything to fall back on 
when they do get in those pressure situations. I think that's something that kind of flows into them growing as athletes. I really think being able to reach back into those memory days and say, you know, I've, this is what I've done for this moment. Mm-hmm. And I think that takes you in the moment, and, you, and you've done it ever since you were a little kid. So you've gone over it and over it and over it your entire life. So you couldn't wait for those spots. So your whole life is like a visualization and preparation up to that point that when you finally get in there, you're like, Huh. Wow. I've been here before. Yes, yeah. and that, that's, I think I really think that's what it should be. No doubt. I really believe that, and I think that's where young athletes today have lost that. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, I think that's where maybe some of the stuff that you do, I shouldn't say maybe, I think that's where some of the stuff that you do kind of comes into it because that's what you're trying to do is get them to think, I've been here, done that, wore the T-shirt, you know what I mean? No so let, we did it when we were kids growing up. So, I mean, and now that I look back at it and listening to you talk, that brings me back to those days and saying, wow, I was, as a kid, I was preparing myself as a professional athlete then. So it was kind of neat. So a lot of, like, like many athletes, they, they have done the mental game without even knowing they were doing it. Right. You know, now take that to baseball. So, so you're, 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 you've talked about the football place kicking routine. You know, you were obviously a great hitter when you played. Now one of the top, most respected hitting coaches in all of softball. What was your hitting routine like? What, when did all that? When did your well, at bat start? When did that? You know, when I, when it, it goes back to the same things. You know, hitting the home run in Little League. You know, and running around the bases. You did it with your friends playing ball. But I think baseball wise, I really started getting a routine when I got into pro ball. And I had, you know, one of your guys, you know, one of your mentors, Ken Revisa, kind of really work with us on that, preparing ourselves. And, and the Angels did a great job. I think we were ahead because we had Joe Madden was yeah, was my sure. first was my first real coach, I think, in professional baseball, and and he was into that kind of stuff. And well, look at how great he does now. But um, Joe kind of liked always. You know, getting involved with the mental side of the game, and really try to talk to you and teach you and and mentor you in the game. And I think that's why he's having so much success. But when I got into pro ball, you know, and, you, and, you, and it's like, man, I, every every at bat is kind of making you money. Really, mm-hmm. it can either make you money or it can take money away from you. And I think that's where I really had to learn because I had a football mentality in baseball, and at times that's not good. Right. And so I thought I think the stuff that I learned on a routine and calming myself down and finding that relaxing point. I think that was where um, um, Ken really affected me, and it was it, it really helped him game. You know, actually, he helped me calm down and slow the game down. Really, he 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 got me under control with a lot of his stuff. You know, you've talked a lot, Dorney, about uh, having routines and, and visualization and being able to kind of calm yourself down. Is there anything else into the mental game, like focusing on the things you can control or going one pitch at a time that you felt like helped you to be the player you were or that you now teach players that you go through with, with the Diamond Sports Academy? Well, I, I really think that, you know, these young players nowadays, we just had a talk today about this stuff. They don't, you know, they, like we're talking with the girls today, and, and, and I was asking, why do you girls do cheers? You know, in the dugout. Well, it's to keep us in the game. I go, how about this? How about starting to watch pitchers and see what their tendencies are? That's, I think that's more in the game than doing a rah-rah stuff. And I think those are some of the things that they need to do is, is focus on, on the little intricacies and how can I approach that and how am I going to get locked in on that stuff. And, and, and a lot of times, you know, pitchers are creatures of habit. And as a hitter, 
you want to fall into those habits and and find out what they're doing so you can make adjustments easier. You know, you've had a chance to work not only the Florida State camp together for the last five years or so, but I'm sure you go around and work, work other camps as well in the country. You've been around some of the top coaches in college softball. You've played for Joe Madden to been around some of the top coaches in baseball. What are some of the common characteristics that you see amongst the most successful coaches? I think the most successful coaches lead with, I, I think they lead by example. I mean, they give you great examples of, of their, number one, their character. I mean, Joe Madden always talked about character. Um, he talked about, you know, doing the right things, practicing, you know, with, with a purpose of, you know, you practice to try to be perfect. And it's not just practice. It's not going through the motions. And I think that's part of his thing. And he expects everybody to be at a certain level. And being around some of the great people that I've been able to meet, that's the one thing I find out um, from everybody is there's always a purpose. There's always a purpose behind everything they do. I think there's some people, some coaches out there, and I don't think they're very successful because they have a routine and they just do this routine and they don't really have a purpose for that routine. They just throw, hey, here's our practice schedule. Let's go through it. Boom, 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 boom. Okay, we're done. See you. Later, go home. And, I, and I've experienced that with a lot of kids. They go practice, but they don't know the purpose of that practice. And there's no real direction in, in what they're doing. So you ask those kids, you know, so what what you learn today? Uh, I don't know, you know, and that, and that kind of bothers me. I want kids that when they walk away to know, hey, here's my new plan. Here's what I have to do to succeed. Love that. I think you can say it like this. You can say that routine without intent is monotony. There you go. Routine with purpose and intent is high level training. There we go. And that and that's it. And you have to be able to focus on something to get it done. And if you don't have something to focus on, you're never going to get better. Hmm. going to put you on the hot seat here. Don't you have some fun for a minute here? I'm going <clears> to <throat> ask you random questions and have you uh, give me the first answer that comes to your mind. Answers shorter, the better. Uh, Wrigley Field. Wrigley Field? I don't like it. Um, oh, man. You threw me off here. <laughs> Books. Books? Um, Westerns. Cowboy boots. Cowboy boots? Uh, love them. Championship rings. It's a beautiful thing. So, you know, it's well, that that's that's like it's like love right there because you've put everything into it. Florida State softball. Some of the best people in the world. Let's take you off the hot seat. I want to ask you this question: um, the book that you would gift the most if you were somebody who was going to give books away to other people. So maybe the book that's had the most impact in your life. I'd probably say Matheny's new book. Hmm. Matheny method. Yes, it was. I mean, I I really like that. Manifesto. 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 I really like that. That's that's a heck of a book. What's the number one? What's the number one takeaway for you from the Matheny Matheny manifesto? Um, Since we have to deal with parents so much, it's his message to parents. Mm -hmm. I really think that it hits home. Love it. Um, Purchases. The purchase that you've made under one hundred dollars that has had the biggest impact on your life. Wow. Under one hundred dollars, that has made the biggest impact. Probably the vehicle you bought your sophomore year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, back then we could buy one for that cheap. Um, geez, that's a tough one. I don't really, I can't think of anything off. Probably my first, probably my first uh, real leather baseball glove, hmm. because my father bought a really nice glove for me, and I had to work it off for him, and it really made me appreciate what I had 
and it was uh, I'll never forget it was a stinking uh, Montgomery Ward's all leather glove but it was a beautiful glove and I treated that thing like my baby for four years if you could go back and talk to the Mark Doran that was playing professional baseball knowing what you know now what would you say to him uh, pay more attention to detail. Don't think you're, you know, a, a great enough athlete, athlete to make up for a lot of things. And I think that's what happened. I, I fell into a trap where athletically, going all the way through college and everything else, athletically, I think I was more gifted than a lot of people, and I was lucky enough to get an opportunity to play. And I thought that would do it for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I worked hard, but I didn't. I didn't work hard enough on fine-tuning everything. You know, I thought it would just come to me. And last question for you here, Dorney, is um, the million-dollar question, right, which we've asked almost everybody who's been on the podcast. What do you know now that you wish you knew when you were just getting started, let's say, in your coaching career? So you've been coaching for a while now, and when you just got started, what do you know now you wish you knew then? When I first started coaching? Yeah. Um... I'd probably have to say dealing with kids um, now compared to the past, um, it's, it's really more difficult. And I wish I would have known all the techniques that I know now back then because the kids that I trained back then would have been so much better because they didn't have all the out, outside crazy influences. Last question, Dorney. Is there any question I didn't ask you on this podcast that you think I should have? No. All right. You did a great job. It was Appreciate pretty good. It, man. Thank, I, I thank you for joining us, man. Um, if people want to get in touch with you and they want you to come speak at their clinic or work at their camp or anything like that, or they want to ask you more questions just about your experience, is there a way that people can contact you, an email address, Twitter account, yeah. anything? Contact me at uh, diamondsportsacademy at gmail.com. That's diamondsportsacademy.com at gmail.com. Dorney, appreciate you making time, man. man. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. My pleasure. Today's podcast is sponsored by Potential Apparel. Potential Apparel is on a mission to inspire athletes to reach their true potential. If you're serious about reaching yours, then you have to go check them out. They make awesome clothing for dedicated and committed athletes. I'm a huge supporter of what they're doing, and that's why I wear their clothing with pride. Make a statement and join the movement today at PotentialApparel.com. Be sure you use promo code Brian Kane with a space between Brian and Kane for 15% off on your first order. Dominate the day with Potential Apparel. Thanks for listening to the Brian Kane Peak Performance Podcast. Please make sure that you visit BrianKane.com. That's B-R-I-A-N-C-A-I-N.com. And sign up for my Monday message, where every Monday I deliver straight to your inbox videos, interviews, articles, tips, techniques, and strategies that you can use to master the mental game. You can also contact me through my website on our Contact Us page and see my calendar of where I'm going to be in the country and when I'm coming to your area so that we can get together and that we can continue to go out there and dominate the day. This is a production of Corn Belt Sports. The Brian Kane Peak Performance Podcast is part of the Top Coach Network.